Okay, we're doing that side base, starting right from the bottom of Sadi Aleph on the base. Uh, and just, just let's just recap Reb Shimon's opinion here. Reb Shimon holds that all different forms of outdoor Rosh Hashayachid is much to transfer from one to the other on Shabbos. So any kilim that started, let's say, in a chatzor where Shabbos began, it's much to move them to a different type of chatzor, even if they're not joined together, or to a different rooftop, or to a different karfdev. According to Reb Shimon, the only time Chazal restricted moving is moving things that have started in a house. Caleb that was Shabbos in a house. Caleb that started when Shabbos began in more of a, an area that's made for private usage, like let's say a home. It's also to move those kalim to a different home or to a different house or so on and so forth. But anything that with Shabbos began started on, in one of these types of outdoor Rosh like a, a rooftop or a chatzar, then Rav Shimon says it's not usher to move it further from Shabbos to another type of indoor Rosh That is Rav Shimon's opinion. Now, we have a machlokas between Rav and Rav Yochanan about this. Rav Yochanan says, so any type of situation, as long as the kli when Shabbos began, was was not inside a house. You're always it was in, or rather inside of a chaser. Then it's always mutter for it to be transferred further on Shabbos to another chaser, to another rooftop, so on and so forth. Whereas Rabbi Yochanan, Rav says that we make exera. If the chaser had an eruv, so then it's very likely that the kilim that started out in the house will end up getting moved to the chaser. So then, then, then Rav says we restrict moving even even kilim that were Shabbos in the chaser to another place because we're concerned if we allow that. People will end up getting confused about which kalim started in the house, which kalim started in the chaser, and we and they might come to move even even the kalim that started in the house out to another place. So according to this zero, the only time the only time that we would permit <coughs> um, the only time we would permit moving the kalim from one chaser to another or to another or to another roof would only be if there was no ear of chaser. So if there's no ear of chaser, then it's highly unlikely that there will be any kalim in the chaser which started uh, in the house because it's possible so since it's highly unlikely to begin with that there will be any kalim in the in the chater uh, that started in the house, so there's no issue. So therefore, you can uh, you can move the kalim that were shalas in the chater to a different place. That's what uh, the, the according to Rab's opinion. So bottom line is we have machokas Rab and Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi Yochanan says that uh, it's only true that Rab Shimon's uh, Rab says the only it's only true that Rab Shimon's had to applies to move things from a chater to another chater to a or to a rooftop, so on and so forth, only. If there's no air of chateris, so an air of chateris was made, so it's likely that it's likely that there are going to be the clay of bottom around. So then you're not allowed to move. That's Rav's opinion. Rabbi Yochanan says we don't make such xera, and uh, <clears throat> even in a case where an air of chateris was made, and you will have kilim that were shamas in the vines around the chater, you still allowed to move any kilim that were shamas in the chater. You would be allowed to move to a different type of outdoor shasayachet. So now the Gemara says, "I'm like Rabbi Ravashi, top of the base of Maralach. Me, I'm Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi Yochanan really say this." Then we pass them like Reb Shimon, and you can move things from a chater to another chater to another roof, even if, even if each chater has made an air of chateros. So Hamar Reb Yochanan, Reb Yochanan said, "Oh, Gistam Mishnah." We pass them like Gistam Mishnah. With none, we learned in Gistam Mishnah. We learned this back before. Let's say there's a wall between two chateros. Gavoh Atzara, the wall is ten tefachim high, baruchah above four tefachim wide. So there's no opening between it. It's divided between two chateros. They're not joined together. Obviously, they can't join together here. <clears throat> they have to make two separate ears. They can't make one ear because since there's this strong wall which divides between them, there's no opening in the wall, so they have no ability to make uh, <clears throat> one ear. Now, uh, you have this really separate, in a sense, like a separate domain which is divided between them. This wall, because this wall is uh, is ten tefachim high and it's four tefachim wide, so in a sense, it's like a separate domain here between the two. So now, let's say there are fruits that are on top of the wall. Residents from each chatzar are allowed to um, to climb up from their chatzar to the wall and eat the fruits there, and the other people, vice versa, totally fine. Because here, 
the fruits are there before and they're just going up to the top of the wall. The people are going up to the top of the wall and eating the fruits. There's no problem with that. Well, however, they're not allowed to bring any of the fruits down below. What's the shot? Because since the top of the wall is four tzachim wide, so therefore it's like a separate area. It's considered a separate place that is that is somewhat subject. There's one much shy to both of the chatzeros. So if you can take something down from the wall to the chatzer, it would be like moving it to, to, to an ascent to the other chatzers. Therefore, you're not allowed to take anything from the top of the wall down to the chatzer. So now, what's the problem? We always know Rabbi Yochanan Paskin like it's not Mishnah. Rabbi Yochanan also Paskin like Rabbi Shimon. So you're allowed to move Caitlin that was Shavas and a chatzer to another chatzer. You're allowed to do that. It's not a problem. The only thing you can't do is move things that were shavas in a house, and then if they get out to a chutzpah, to another chutzpah. So here, these fruits started on the on the uh, top of the walls. So at worst, it's going to be considered like moving it from chutzpah to chutzpah. And these kalim were shavas in the chutzpah, so there should be no issue. And even if you say that, uh, and even if you say that each era of in each chutzpah independently made an era, Rabbi Yochan is not concerned in that case, that if we let you move a chatzah lachatzah, that you might come to move things that started in the house to the other chatzah. So Rabbi Yochan is not concerned for that. And the mission of Islam here is forbidding you to take fruit down from the top of the wall to the other chatzah. So we see that that's a problem. So it's a contradiction uh, within Rabbi Yochanan's opinion. So the Gemara says, my lamata, what does it mean below? What does the mission mean that you can't bring any, bring any fruits down below? It means you can't fr- bring fruits down and bring it into the house. That even Reb Shimon would agree to. Reb Shimon only allows <coughs> a transfer between one chatzah and another chatzah, any type of outdoor but Rabbi Shimma would agree that you can't take it down the fruits from the top of the house and move it down all the way back to the uh, from the top of the wall and bring it down all, on, and move it all the way to a house within the house. Rabbi Shimma would agree to that. So when the mission says you can't bring it down, it sounds a little bit forced. It sounds like for the mission you can't even just bring it right down. But the truth is, to bring it right down, and all the mission was prohibiting would be bringing it down all the way, <coughs> all the way to the house. Okay. So the Gemara objects to that because Tani Rebchia, when Rebchia taught, Rebchia, see, Rebbe Yehuda Hanasi made Mishnais. Rebchia, his student, he made Brysos. And the Brysos sometimes will explain a little bit more in a Brysos, what wasn't necessarily in a Mishnah. So in the Brysos, it says, well, actually, he's able to come over Ochel. He's able to come over Ochel. You can only, the halacha is that, um, Yes, uh, it, 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 that you can't eat each. Yes, you can go up into the top of the wall, but no one from either chaser is allowed to bring down and even eat in their place in the chaser. So what do we see? We see that it's totally awesome for them to bring down the fruits, even if they don't end up bringing it all the way back to their own private houses. So we're trying to say that the halachas like Reb Shimon, so it should only be awesome to go back and carry something all the way to the house. But we see clearly in the price on that it's forbidden even for them to just bring it right down and eat it in the chaser. So we see any movement from the top of the wall to the chaser is restricted. It's forbidden, even if they do not end up bringing it all the way back down to the house. So <clears throat> we see clearly that the halacha is that the things that started there on the top of the wall, you can't bring down. Why? If the halacha is like Reb Shimon, and even with an air of chaser, so the halacha is like Reb Shimon, that... Uh, and, and that it's still mutter to carry <laughs> from chatzah to chatzah, then what would be the problem of taking the prince down to the chatzah? So Amalei Ravashi says a fascinating answer. He says, If Rebbe didn't teach it in the Brisa, so then how in the world would Rebbe get it in the Brisa? So what he means to say is, is that this is what's not in the mission. The mission just says you can't bring it down. The mission didn't elaborate what down meant. If down meant that... Uh, you can't bring it down and then bring it all the way to the to the house or whether down meant you just can't bring it from the top of the wall to the chatzah. The mission didn't say that. The mission said you can't bring it down. When you learn the mission of bring it down could mean you can't bring it down all the way to the house. Yes, you see in a brisa that Rebchia elaborates that you that Rebchia elaborates that it's uh, forbidden even to bring it just right to the chatzah. But how would Rebchia know that if Rebbe didn't teach it? So meaning really maybe what Rebchia said is not true, the Gemara is saying. 
if Rebbe didn't indicate that way in the Mishnah, that we don't have to say that the Brisa is bound to that, and maybe what, what it says in the Brisa, we don't have to hold by. And therefore, maybe it's really mutter to bring it right down, and the only restriction that exists is to bring it all the way back to the house, because again, the Allah was like Rav Shimon, they came from one outdoor area, another type of outdoor area is completely permitted. Okay, so now the Gemara goes back, similar types of case, again, on with Rav. Rav's opinion is not like Rabbi Yochanan. Rav held that we do make Ixayah. The Ixayah, according to Rav, is that even the Rav Shimon is Matar, came from one Chatzar to another Chatzar, killing that Rishavas in the Chatzar. That's only true if there's no air of Chatzaras. Because then it's unlikely that there are house, that there are Kalim that Rishavas in the house around, so then it's Matar to move into another Chatzar. But if there wasn't air of Chatzaras in the Chatzar, so it's likely that there will be <coughs> Kalim that started when Shabbos began in the house, and those are going to be around, it's going to be confusing. If we're not to kill Shabbos in the house, but not kill Shabbos in the house, so therefore, uh, we don't permit in that case. And the Gemara analyzes a little bit further in Rav's opinion. It's What if there are two chateres and there is a chorva ruin between them? Um, and it could be Rashi says it doesn't even matter if it was owned by different people or not, because we're going like Rav Shimon. That all outdoor type of enclosures are treated like one, so it's not a, it's not necessarily an issue. So you have this ruin that's between two outdoor between two chatzeres. One chatzer had made an internal air of chatzeres. They were all allowed to carry from their homes into the chatzer, and one chatzer, the other chatzer had not. So you have two chatzeres. One has an internal air of chatzeres, one does not. And between the two chatzeres, you have a you have a chorva, you have a ruined building. So what's it in? So we give the, the, the control of the ruin, the ability to use the ruin on Shabbos to the chatzah that did not make an air. So in other words, they could, you could carry from that chatzah that didn't make an air of into the ruin. But not, we don't give it to the chatzah that did make an air of. You can't carry from the chatzah that didn't make an air of into the ruin. Why? Because we're concerned, this is going like Rav's opinion, so we're concerned if we would be matter to carry from the chatzah made an ear into the Chorva, they might come to carry out Kalim, which were Shavas in the Kalim, which were Shavas in the house when Shabbos started, which might subsequently get moved on Shabbos into the Chatzar. You might come to carry those into the Chorva, which would be awesome. So for the Chatzar, which was not Erev, you don't have such a concern because the only Kalim which are going to be around in that Chatzar are Kalim, which started out um, in the Chatzar on Shabbos because there's only Chatzar anyways. So those... That chatzar could be could move their kalim into the chorva. That's totally mutter. But for the chatzar that made an Arab, where there's also going to be uh, kalim that were shavas and Shabbos started from the house, that those might subsequently get moved uh, into the chatzar and Shabbos. So for them, it's going to be also for them to be mishamish with the chorva, even if they happen to know that any kalim, particular kalim, mishamish with the chatzar and zera, that they might come to carry out uh, kalim from their house. <laughs> that is the first opinion. Rav Huna, Rav says no. That Avdash Erva, we give control of it also to the Kharva, also to the Chatzah that made an Erev. We give it to both, and therefore, Shneem Asuros. And, and we explain that, meaning all that we heard from Rav is that we give it to the to, 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 to both, and therefore, Chibar Rav is explaining what Rav means, is that therefore they're both Asr. And why would they both be Asr? At least the Chatzah that was Shalot Erev, that didn't make an Erev, should be allowed to carry, because they're not going to have Kalim on the Bayes around. The Territ is, it's confusing. One chutzner to do it, and then the other chutzner might follow suit and do it as well. So the the in the chutzner which was which did make an error, if we don't want them to do it because because they might come to carry out the kalim of the house, so we don't want them to do it. <clears throat> now the 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 chutzner which didn't make an error fundamentally, they have no issue because they're they're not going to have any of those types of kalim around. But if we're matir the chutzner that was low irev. And we're choshish that it might come that to, to bring that even the chutzner that was erev might come to follow suit and do the same thing, which would be a big problem 
which would be a big problem for them because they might have the kalim of the house around and for them it's aser. So therefore we say both of them are aser. And Chiyah Rav just continues. So maybe my interpretation is wrong. Maybe Rav really meant to say that from both chatzeres it's mutter. But in other words, not only is it mutter, all Rav said is that they both have control. Instead of saying that they're both aser, maybe Rav actually means they're both mutter. The same way the chatzer that was low irev is mutter, so too the chatzer that was irev is mutter. It can't be. They might have some chatzer shlo irev, chatzer Why would Rav said before that we don't give the right to carry in a chatzer shemurav to the place of a, of a chatzer shemurav? So what we mean here was that Rav said back on Sadi Aleph <laughs> that if you have two chatzeros that didn't make an irev together, that um, that Rav said that it's it, it, yes, Rav Shimon holds you could carry and kill him that were shavas in the chater from one to the other. It's mutter unless the the, the chateros had their own erev. If the chateros had their own erev, then it's usher because as Rav explained, then you're going to have a zero that you might carry out the kalim of the bottom. Now, Rav didn't say what the halacha would be specifically if only one made an erev or didn't make an erev. Uh, he didn't he didn't say what the halacha would be. But if we see that. Uh, we definitely know that Rav is going to answer carrying from the ear of the chutzah that has an ear to the chutzah that doesn't have an ear because the chutzah that has an ear is certainly here you have a problem, right? Because they're going to have the kilim of the house around. So if they're going to have the, the kilim of the house around, so it's a big problem if, we would not, if they would end up carrying to the other chutzah. So, so Rav didn't say what the halacha would be in the other case. You know, if the chutzah shalot ear, would they be mutter if the other chutzah was ear? Fine. But there's no question that the chutzah shet yirev would still have the uh, it would have the iser. So there's no way here in the ruin that that case would be any better. If you have the ruin between the two chutzeros, one made and, and one uh, one chutzah made erev, one chutzah didn't make an erev. There's no way that the chutzah shet yirev is going to be allowed to carry into the ruin. No way, because the chutzah shet yirev is going to have the kalim of the house around. So since they have the kalim of the house around, we have to make exera that maybe they're going <laughs> to come to carry uh, into the chorva if we would allow them to move. As well. So, but maybe what the Gemara says is not necessarily a good proof. Maybe we could say like this: Hasam, in the case of the two chatzeros, Rav Asrus moving the chatzer and Mu'urav to the other place, keeping the mati bati basam b'chatzer, because since Kalim from that started in the house would be safe in the chatzer. Chatzer is a private guarded area, so it also lafuki people come to carry him out in the chatzer. Meaning this zero makes a lot of sense there, because. The kalim of the house will get end up on shot. If there's an erev chateros, they will get they will end up being moved out to the chater. It's a very normal thing. The chater is a very guarded area, it's a private area, so people end up transferring stuff. And since it's transferred, now it's possible that they might they don't might they might get confused which which type of kalim started in the chater, which type of kalim started in the house, and they might end up on job is moving kalim that were shavas originally in the house to the other chater. So that's why the exam makes sense. Ah, the korva in the case of the ruin, keeping the menashe by the chater korva. A chorva is not necessarily a guard private place, right? Nothing that started in the chatzah would be so safe inside of a ruin. So we could say, in general, people aren't going to come to carry out. So maybe we could be more mako, even in a case where uh, you have a chav, one of the chatzah was erva, maybe maybe Rav would say <coughs> that it's not usher for them to carry out into the ruin because the whole era isn't so shliach. It's not so shliach to say that kidlim that was shavas in the house were going to come to, that get end up that end up getting moved out to the chutz, we're going to end up moving to the chorva and shavas, which would be also because in general it's not so likely that such a thing would be. It's not so like so likely that such a thing would be because the chorva is not such a safeguarded place that a person is going to move their household items out to. So therefore, maybe we don't necessarily have to make uh, such xera and maybe in fact it would be mutter to move uh, kilim which were shavas and the chutz to the chorva. 
says the Gemara Igada Amri, <coughs> same svars, just a different way that the chocolate tire went down, a different version that Chiyabar Rav originally said, then in case again, two chatzers in the form of between them, then we give it even to the chatzer that joined in an Arab. And when, what does that mean? We give it to both. It means that people from both chatzers are mutter to carry in the ruin. They're both mutter. And on that, if you're going to ask, that for, of course they should both be Asr, because it can't be that the Chatzar She'erva is Mutter. We saw that Rav said with the two Chatzeros that they can't transfer one for the other, unless if they both made an Arab, because the, the Xera was that the, the, the Kalim that was Shavas in the house will end up being in the Chatzar, and he might come to carry those out to the other Chatzar. So, of course, if Rav made the Xera, certainly over here he's going to ask her the Chatzar She'erva from carrying to the ruin, but we could say that this Farah will say it's different. Hasam, in the case, <coughs> Carrying between the chatzeros, it's usher if there was uh, a, 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 an of in one chatzer. Because given the mystery, banu bat mechatzer, since the house kelim are very safe in a chatzer, l'shav rabbanu l'asel apuke. Rabbanu were matzer carrying between the chatzeros because people will come to carry out kelim, which were shavas in the house, and then they got moved into the chatzer. They'll come to carry out another chatzer. Although b'chor v'lomenatri by kelim aren't safe in a chorva, and if they're not safe in a chorva, it's very strange that a person would ever bring Kalim there, so there's no reason to make Xera to us or carrying to the chorva to protect Kalim, uh, Kalim Shoshavas Babais, they're going out there because it's unlikely that such a thing will ever, will ever occur. Okay, so that ends the circuit here with Shimon. Again, with Shimon's mouth, they're carrying from any uh, type of outdoor Rishoshayachid to other types of outdoor Rishoshayachid. <clears throat> According to him, the only problem is to carry out Kalim, which were Shabbos in the bias, and then got moved outside to another type of Rishos. That's the whole problem. And we just have a machlokas between Rav and Rabbi Yochanan, whether that halacha then, according to Rabbi Shimon, would be true. What would Rabbi Shimon say if there was an Erev in the Chatzeros, which would allow permissibly the Kalim to be moved from the house to the Chatzer? What would Rabbi Shimon say? And do we make Xerah or not? That was the machlokas all between Rav and Rabbi Yochanan. And then we wanted to know, within the opinion of Rav, <coughs> what would Rav say? Uh, in a case of moving it to a chorva between two chatzeres. Okay. Now the commissioner continues. Let's say you have a big rooftop that's next to a small one. There's no mechitza, which is divided between them. So basically one house is not as wide as the other. So one rooftop is wider. So if you think about what that means, <clears throat> then if we're using the uh, the good asik uh, principle here, that the walls of the house raise up. So the walls of the house that raise up, you might only have... Um, you might be able to only to raise up for the on the bigger roof. You're going to have the walls raising up in the part that extends that's wider than the smaller roof. So there's like small mechitzos on that fourth side on the part that that separates between their roof and the smaller roof. You're going to have partial mechitzos on either side in the part that's flush where the big roof is against the smaller roof. You're not going to see any recognizable tense in mechitza through good asik to divide between the two roofs. But on the part where the where the, the where one roof is wider than the other, you will have small little walls on either side, which could, in effect, be a mechitza. Now, we know that the big rule in Erevin is that parat's mumilua is no good. When something is completely breached, even if it's less than 10 amas, but if it, there's no wall at all on the side, then that's considered to be um, uh, totally open and it's usher. But if something, as long as the, the gap isn't 10, 10 amas wide, as long as there are some small walls on either end, so then we can say that it's uh, it's considered just to be like a Pesach, just to be like an entranceway. If it's just considered like an entranceway, then it is, in fact, considered to be closed. So in our case, we have a very interesting phenomenon because you have the two roofs. So from the perspective of the bigger roof, it's like they do have a Mechitza and that the part in the middle is just kind of like a Pesach. And the reason that is is because the, that roof is bigger. So it's like there's walls on either end, little ones, and then where the, the small roof is flush against it. So now that area is just a Pesach. So Klape, the big Chatzar, Klape, the big roof, it's considered as if 
there's walls. But clapping the small roof from its perspective, there are no walls, right? Because its whole size is completely open to the big roof. It has no walls that are dividing on that side between it and the big roof. So the mission rules how golden mutter can be between the large roof and the house that down below it is mutter because the large roof is, has a mechitza on all sides. So carrying from roof to roof, we learned before, it's sound of it's but definitely let's say carrying from the roof in the house below. So if there are walls, it's going to be mutter. So the gadol's mutter is considered as if it is uh, <coughs> clapping. The gadol is considered like it has it has, uh, it has has walls on all the four sides through good asik. But carrying from the small roof to the house below is also because the small roof we view as being completely, completely open to the large one, which is a place that would be also to it. So therefore, it's not mutter. So that's the phenomenon of the small roof and, um, that opens directly into the bigger roof. Clapping the small roof, we see it being completely open. <clears throat> on its fourth side, but clapping the big roof, we see it as having some mechitzas on either side, and therefore the hole in the middle is just viewed as a Pesach. And the same thing is true by chatzeros, not only by roofs. Says the Mishnah, chatzer, kedolah, shenifas, al-tana. Let's say you have a large chatzer, just breach into a bigger one, kedolah, muteris. And carrying between the large chatzer and its houses is mutter. Why? Because we view, right, as long as they have their own air chatzeros, we view that the, 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 the bigger chatzer is separate from the smaller chatzer. So you don't, <laughs> we don't view that it's open to the smaller chatzer. The area, again, between the separates between them is less than 10 avos, and there are partial walls on either side of this four sides. So therefore, Klape itself, the, the big chatzer, has some sense of uh, some mechitza on this fourth side. So it's totally fine. But Ketana Asur, if I can between the small chatzer and its house, is also Yeshua Pesach Shogodola, because the small chatzer, which is completely open to the large one, is just like the entranceway of the large chatzer. It's not considered to be its own area. So... It's just treated like a a a a, a, a pesach of of the of the bigger area. So if it's just treated like a pesach of the bigger chatzer, so now we're going to say that the halacha is as follows. So copy the big chatzer. We're going to say that that the smaller chatzer doesn't answer on that because it's just like a pesach. It's not a problem. Ah, uh, copy the smaller chatzer. We're going to say that it uh, that it is a problem. Uh, we're going to say that it is a problem for the residents of the small chatzer be or uh, to carry around because we're going to say that the. Uh, that the big chatzar is going to answer on it because the smaller chatzar is completely open to the bigger one. So the Mar says, I'm going to to Why did the Tana have to say these two cases, both about the rooftops and the, and the uh, chatzar? It's the same thing, same chedesh, that Klape, the bigger one, is considered like the foresight has walls and that the gap is just a Pesach and Klape, the smaller one is considered completely open and that it doesn't have a Pesach. So essentially, you're just saying the same exact thing. So why is it that the Mishnah had to say uh, both of these cases. So the Gemara says, Le Rav, according to Rav, <laughs> to remember going back to the beginning of the parak, Rav holds that you don't say good asik when you can't tell that the wall is visible from the roof. So Ketani Gag it says the, the case of Gag to compare it to the case of Chazer. case of You know, you're from the ground, so you see the walls on the side. So to the case of the roof of the walls, by the roof, the walls are visible, meaning we're not talking about a roof that goes over the walls. We're not talking about a roof that extends past the house. We're talking about a roof that does not extend past. So the good asik here is minkara. It's very visible to say the good asik. It's the edge of the roof is also the edge of the house. So therefore, the walls can, can go climb up. You could say good asik. And it's considered visible to somebody who's uh, looking down from the roof. You could say good asik. And if you could say good asik, you raise it up. It's good all the minkara mechitza. That's the case. Otherwise, there wouldn't be anything to talk about. Even the big chatzah would be also. It doesn't have any walls. Shmuel, Shmuel disagreed. Shmuel you could say good asik even when the wall is not visible to the roof. So gag to be the chatzah. Therefore, we said the case of, of the roof is like the case of chatzah. Just as a chatzah is a place where many people walk across. So to the case of the roof is many people are walking across. So why can't you say good asik? Why can't you say good asik here to the um, 
and the, on, to the right, you have like two rooftops. So you have two buildings flush against the other. Why can't you say you raise up in the space that's right between the buildings? Why can't you raise up the wall uh, and, and divide between the small chaser and the big chaser? Then even the small chaser would be like it has a wall between it and the big wall. The parrots is because the people are walking across. People are walking back and forth. So that says it, it messes up saying good asik because you, since people are walking right across it, it messes up the sense of an imaginary wall. So the Mishnah relates it to chaser so that you pick up on that point. Just as a chaser is a place that people walk right across, Across, so too the rooftops we're talking about, but that people walk right across, and that's what prevents us from saying good asik, and that's why we're viewing that the the bottom wall, that's why we're viewing that the bottom wall is not set, the bottom the smaller uh, rooftop rather <coughs> is not is not divided at all from the bigger rooftop. Okay, so bottom line is. Uh, in this case, we've got the two rooftops of the two chatzars, the smaller one opening to a bigger one. The bigger one is considered divided from the smaller one. The smaller one is not considered divided from the bigger one, with the concept being that the extra part that sticks out from the wide can, can create some mechitza on the fourth side, only clapping the big one, not clapping the smaller one. And uh, you know, now you have this phenomenon that the smaller one is treated like the entranceway of the bigger one, and the bigger one is its own thing. So the Gemara now rules as follows. We also have Rabbi Rabzi, Rabbi Rabbi Rakhan, we also have Rabbi Rabbi Rabba, Rabdir, and Rabba, son of Rabkanam were all sitting by with the other Vyasim and They were saying over as follows. Shmami Nami Masnisin. We learn up from this Mishnah. The Mishnah said that the small Chatzar is viewed as the entranceway of the bigger one. We see the following concept. Yuri Gadol of Katana, that the people who live in the big Chatzar automatically extends into this small Chatzar. Basically, the small Chatzar becomes a part of the big Chatzar. But the, but the, but the, the people in the small chatzer doesn't extend into large chatzer, meaning the small chatzer is an extension of the bigger chatzer, but the bigger chatzer is not an extension of the smaller chatzer. So, Ketzad, what are some now practical halachas? In other words, we see this over here <coughs> that we say that uh, in Hilvos Mechitzos, that, uh, that uh, the, fourth, the, the fourth side is, is viewed as if it's having, fourth side is viewed as if it's having, um, as if, is viewed as if it's having its own mechitzos, but uh, the smaller one is not viewed as if it's having its own mechitzos. So we see that in regard to our case, but the Gemara wants to know where can we broaden this? Other aspects of halacha, where do we see this in other parts? So we say as follows. We say, let's say there's some grapevines that are growing in the, in the big chater. You can't plant other types of uh, vegetables or things in the small chater, because that will be kileakarim, because since... Since the smaller one is an extension of the big one, so if the grapevines are in the big chatzah, so when you go and you plant that now the, the, the other types of vegetables in the smaller one will be viewed as that you're planting it in the same space as the kileh karem. So that's a tremendous good. We're saying it's like the entranceway of the bigger one. So since it would be, if it would be planted in the entrance of the bigger one, it would also. So the whole small chatzah, clap at the big chatzah, is just viewed as its entranceway. And therefore, it would all be a problem. The imzar, and if you do plant vegetables in the small chatzah, it's ram asurim, then all this ram would be asur because that's halacha. So when you're going to plant the vegetables in the small chatzah, it would be like you're planting it together with what's in the big chatzah, and therefore it would all be asur But the gefanim in the big chatzah are still mutter. Why? Because from their perspective, uh, they have a chatzah which divides them. And therefore, they're not considered to be mixed together. It's such a strange phenomenon. Are they mixed or are they not? Or are they mixed or are they not mixed? We're seeing a very interesting thing that in regard to the small vegetables growing, they are considered mixed because anything that's in the small one is automatically viewed as being in the big one. But from the perspective of anything in the big one, it's separated from the small one. So therefore, the grapevines that are in the big chatzar are mutter because from their perspective, there's a wall that separates them. And whenever there's a wall that separates, then there's no din of kalim. It's not considered mixed. Let's say vice versa, uh, the opposite. Let's say the grapevines are already in the small chatzar, mutter as well as dola. Then it's not mutter to plant. It's not mutter to plant vegetables in the big chatzar because... 
<coughs> whenever whenever you're going to plant the vegetables in the small chatzer, it's always viewed like it's on the opposite side of a wall. So it's totally mutter. It's not a pro- it's not a problem whatsoever. When you're planting, you're planting in a place that is considered divided. So since you're planting in a place that's considered divided, there's not going to be a problem. Rashi's bothered though, but still, subsequent fine. Maybe it's mutter to plant, but subsequently when it grows, why don't you say that the gefanim, which are in the smaller one, are now going to automatically be considered to be mixed with the big one? That's what's such a hard concept here. Whatever in the small one is automatically be in the big one. So yes, it's mutter to plant the vegetables in the big one because from their perspective they're divided. But why isn't why don't we end up going to Asr, the vines that 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 are there in the um in the smaller one? So Rashi seems to say a very interesting thing that all these cases are really only throughout Banan of Kilakaram. And uh, for whatever reason, it's not not for so much for our for our cases. But the point is, you're not planting species that are also on a derisa level. And if it's not on ones that are also on a derisa level, then we can say since at the time when it was planted, it wasn't a problem because you were, you're planting in the big one, which from its perspective is considered closed off from the smaller one. So then it's not a problem, even if subsequently there's growth from it. And we should theoretically say that from the perspective of the vines. Now we should say that it's totally. Uh, mixed with the with the big one, we still aren't going to say that since at the time of the plants, if you plant it in the big one, then it will be okay uh, forever. Another case we have is the din of chatzar. So a woman can be divorced when you put a get into her hands, but not only if you put a get into her hands, if you put it into a chatzar, it also works. So what happens is the woman's in the large chatzar, and instead of putting the get inside of the big chatzar, you put it inside the small chatzar. She becomes divorced because the small chatzar is just an extension of the big chatzar. So it's as if the get was put by the wife. It's as if you put it in the chatzar, even though it's only in the small chatzar, because the small chatzar, again, is just an extension of the big one. But vice versa, if it's... Isha bekitana, the get begadola. If the isha is in the small chater, and the and the get and the husband puts the get in the large chater, enim is garasha. She would not be divorced because <coughs> her rishos is not going to extend into the into the big chater. So again, that's the idea. From the perspective of the bigger one, it's automatically extended to the smaller one. But from the perspective of the smaller one, it does not extend to the bigger one. Another case is that you need a shliat tzibur. You have to be present by the shliat tzibur in order to be yotzei. So tzibur is those shliat Let's say all the tzibur is gathered together in the large chater, and the shliat tzibur is alone in the small chater next to it. So yotzei de and they could be yotzei because the small. We always judge from the standpoint of the rabbim. So the rabbim here are in the big one, and the small chater is just like an extension of the big one. So the shliat tzibur is as if he's in the present of the tzibor. But if it's the opposite tzibor, if the whole tzibor is in the small chatzar, and the shliach tzibor is trying to be moti them, he's alone in the big chatzar, and yotzin zechavatzik. So then they're not going to be yotzin, because from their perspective of the tzibor who's in the, who's in the small chatzar, we're not going to say that you have the shliach tzibor in their presence, because the big one is not an extension of the small one. So therefore the people, the tzibor that's in the small that's in the small chatzar are not going to be yotzin with the shliach tzibor who is in the gadol? Another time is for minion. You have to have a minion, so you have to have um, everybody together. So what's the din if Tisha begadola If nine people are in the bigger chater and only one person is in the smaller chater, and they combine because the one in the smaller chater, he's in the same rishos as the majority, the nine who are in the bigger chater. But if vice versa, because in other words, it's an extension. But if vice versa, Tisha begadola of nine people are in the smaller chater and one person is in the bigger chater, they don't combine because the majority of nine cannot. Extend the tenth person is in the other one into their into be considering their rishos because <coughs> again from the perspective of the small chater the bigger chater is not an extension. A fifth application that we have of this the dinner you're not allowed to say dvarim shabikdusha in the presence besneid so again we're talking about it with excrement not necessarily with the smell just the idea that you can't be in the same presence in the same rishos when you're saying shema so tzoa if there's so on the big chater also goes shema b'tana it's also to say shema even in the small chater because. 
be basically when when you're saying the Shema and the small chater, so it's you're in the extension of the big chater. So therefore, it's considered to be in the presence of the excrement because the excrement it will automatically be considered to be extended to the small chater as well. Whereas so b'ktana, if the soa is in the small chater, mutter because kishma b'gdolas, and it's mutter to say Shema the big one because when you're saying Shema the big one, it's as if there's a wall that's that's that, that that's separating between you and the soa. <coughs> so the soa that's in the small one won't have the ability to aser. On to you. So this was the whole discussion that they were having, again, all based on our concept that we learned here, that a small one is an extension of the big one, but the big one is not an extension of the small one. So Abai didn't understand this. But we said in the case where the large chatzar has grapevines, that it's going to be aser, anything, any vegetables that grow in the small chatzar will become aser. So Abai said, in Cain, if you say that's true, so you're going to find a case where mechitza creates iser. Shomali in mechitza, if there was no mechitza, separating two mechitzas, meaning let's say you just had a huge wide mechitza, and if the large one didn't have any mechitzos on its sides, on the four sides, that creates any sense of division. What's the din? You can leave a space of four amos and plant. Meaning the halacha normally is that as long as there's a space of four amos, then even in the same big field, you don't have a problem. You don't have a problem of planting kalayim uh, as long as you're marching four amos. So it's not considered that it's growing together. It would be one big area, so the vegetables could be planted at a distance of four amos from the vine. That's normally the halacha. But now that these walls, small segments of walls, are added on the fourth side of the bigger chater, asura, you're saying it's asura, that now the small chater becomes just like it's the pasach, just like it's like in the entranceway of the big one, and now you're saying it's asura, it doesn't make any sense. All, what, 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 did, what did the walls do to create that? If there would be no walls whatsoever, then it would just be a concept. You have to be marchik daladama. So now you're saying because there are walls, and now the small one turns into a pesach of the big one, and anything planted in the small one is like it's as if in the, it's as if it's right by the the gefanim. How can that be? How can it be that if there was no wall segments at all, you would just have to be marchik daladamas, and I have to be marchik more because there are mechitzos? It doesn't really make. Um, it doesn't really make any any any, any sense whatsoever. So normally mechitzos, the point is to divide between things. So that's usually what it is. Mechitzos don't usually combine. So you're saying here because there are mechitzos in the bigger one, it ends up combining the smaller one with the bigger one more than if there were no mechitzos at all. So that's what the Gemara is part of mind. It was just one open area. It would just be four almost to separate. But now because there are mechitzos, you have this one-way partition that com- that's going to end actually end up combining the the smaller one more with the bigger one. And that's the phenomenon which Abai is struggling with. We're saying, well, one side of Mechita, it's not Stam that it divides between the bigger one and the smaller one, but only to the bigger one. Actually, because it's only one way, it ends up being Mitzarif, it ends up being combining the smaller one more with the bigger one than if it was just one open area. And that is what Abai struggles with to understand. So the Gemara says, well, you never heard of such a concept, but it says in the Mishnah, if the large chatzar is open to the small one, carrying between the large chatzar and his house is his mother, carrying between the small chatzar and his house is also because the small chatzar is just the entrance to the big one. Now, that's the, that was the thing of the Mishnah, right? But imagine someone evens out the side posts. How does he do that? He makes walls that go straight from the most the inner edges of the side posts all the way to the to the other side. So meaning he's making walls that are basically making the same size, the chateros to be the same size. What's the din gonna be? So Godola Nami Asuras and the people of large chatzer would be also because you're taking away their side walls. The only reason their side walls is because the chatzer is wider. But if you're gonna make a new wall that goes from the inner Po, inner edge of the side post to the back wall, then it's going to be totally, then both katsaras will be totally open to each other. And if they're totally open to each other, then they're going to restrict. So what do we see ends up? 
ends up happening by making a wall, you're actually creating an iser. So who you're saying that a machitza can never make a new iser. Of course, we see a new machitza can make a new iser. In our case itself, if you had, <coughs> the only reason the gadol is mother is because its side posts are creating an effective machitza that, div- that divides between it and the small one. But if I'm going to make another machitza that goes, that goes from the inner edge of the side post to the back of the big hot air, so then there's going to in effect um combine combine more so we see that once in a while you have such a concept that by making a machitza you can have a combination so so to hear what are you so bothered with this phenomenon so the says, no yeah you're right you built a machitza but what you really did was you took away a machitza because the side post cannot function as a machitza uh at all once you have the uh once you have the the side post can't function as the machitza once you build these these extension walls from the from the from from, from the inner edge the back because what they're doing is nullifying the effect of the side post so once you nullify the the the, the effect of the side post you've taken away the machitza there i agree you've taken away the machitza so now they're going to be more combined we, we were bothered by in the laws of climb over here is that if you some have one big open area and uh then it would be mutter <coughs> It would be much to plant within four as long as they're not within the same four hours of each other. Then how is it that by making a one-sided wall, then the small chutzer becomes more combined with the big one? That's the part that seems very hard for us to understand, and that's what Abaya was challenging. But yes, yeah, sometimes you could have a concept where more is less, where by making an additional machitza, you're actually detracting from the original machitza which existed. If you take away the machitza, you take away the machitza. We can understand that. Our problem is when you don't do that, you're just making machitza, and by making machitza, you're actually creating more of a combination than had there been no machitza. That's the very hard part. That's the part that we were struggling with, and that's ultimately the part that uh, that Abai disagrees with. According to Abai, when you build more of a mechitza, um, when you build these one-way mechitzos, it's not going to create that the gefana will be usher if they are planted in the small chatzer.